1: Chicago's Afternoon News. This is 720 WGN. I'm Lisa Dent. Steve Bertrand is here. And uh, Kevin Powell is at the sports desk. Kevin Wells is filling in for Mary. Um... Hi, Lisa. Polar Plunge is also being held for Elgin Olympics at Twin Lake Recreation Area in Palatine. That's from Kathy. Kathy, thank you so much for texting in. Uh, 708 said, my contribution went to help the three Down Syndrome children on my bus. Thanks, Karen. That's cool. Everybody is pitching in, so do what you can. It's a big event in downtown Chicago on Sunday. Okay, as a parent of a college-age kid, you always are concerned about... Who's going to be their roommate and are they going to be good and how are they going to get along and uh, so many things to manage. But can you imagine if you're in Ukraine or you're in Russia and you're like, wait, my kid is in a room with a country that just launched a war on my country. It's the University of Delaware. We've got two college roommates on the phone right now, one from Russia, one from Ukraine. Has to be kind of strange. Say hello to Greg and Vlad. How are both of you today?
0: Good, how are you?
1: Good. And so, Greg, where are you from?
0: I'm from Ukraine, uh, from southeast uh, part of Ukraine.
1: And Vlad, where are you from?
2: I'm from Moscow, Russia.
1: And so, when you moved in together at the University of Delaware, obviously none of the issues that we're facing today were going on. What happened that first day when you woke up and realized that, my gosh, our our countries, uh, there's a massive conflict.
0: Well, it wasn't uh, actually morning. Um, it was uh, Vladimir Putin's speech at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, uh, which was 5 a.m. in Ukraine. When I realized that the war began, and uh, I. I kind of, like, stormed in the last room and told him that the war started. That's how it happened. Yeah.
2: From my perspective, I think there is – my life is kind of divided now between that moment and after because no one actually believed that it would actually happen. Uh, and, yeah, I still remember how it happened. Greg just stormed in into my room and said, yeah, he started the war.
1: And so, Vlad, you're from Moscow, so even your people back home didn't think this would happen?
2: Uh, well, there was a certain likelihood, uh, and uh, how do I put it? People did not really believe in it, right? Uh, there was some kind of expectation that it would happen, but no one believed till the last moment.
1: And both countries are under martial law right now. Isn't that correct, where the sun goes down and everybody's got to be inside?
0: Well, I'm not aware about uh, Russia if they have martial law, but definitely in Ukraine. Uh, The curfew is from 8 p.m. till 6 a.m.
1: This is Greg and Vlad, their University of Delaware students and their roommates living in a nightmare watching their countries at war. And so, Greg, have you been able to be in contact with loved ones and family members in Ukraine?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I talk to them uh, every day, multiple times a day.
1: I bet you do. And what are they telling you about what's happening?
0: Well, um, currently my family is in the region that uh, have not suffered such uh, horrendous bombing but I have friends from Kharkiv and Kiev that uh, constantly call me and say that they're bombing cities, that they're scared, and that it's just a terrifying experience to uh, living in a place where you hear bombs exploding here and there under shelling and heavy artillery working um, to bomb their cities and to kill civilians.
1: And Vlad, it's got to be horrifying for you sharing a room with someone whose country is being bombed by the person running your country. What is your view on this whole invasion of Ukraine?
2: Yes, well, I think the best word would be devastating because I have a strong tie with Ukraine. I have my part of my family is living there, not the one that we talked to, but still uh, I used to go there when I was a kid, all the time with my grandpa, who's actually Ukrainian. Um, and uh, yeah, it was brother nations before, and now because of single or group of people, uh, a group that this this relationship is ruined. I hope not forever, but for now is for sure.
1: And that's just hard because you're right brother nations you have family members both sides the you know the the border was only there because of definition of countries, but as far as people go, Correct. you know everybody was family, so to speak and so what are your family members in Moscow telling you what are they seeing what do they know
2: um, well uh I had a phone call with my grandpa who was his immediate family there, and he's actually the only one I think who moved to Moscow from his from his family, and uh, yeah, uh, he told me that uh, terrible thing is like happening there, and uh, recalling he's telling me like remember this place we went to together, uh, like this gas station is obliterated as well as like you know and, yeah yeah he's just like trying to remind me about the places I've been to, and next thing you tell us, that, yeah, they're destroyed. And, yeah, that's very heartbreaking for me, personally.
1: So all of us are heartbroken. We wake up every morning. This morning we woke up and we found out that the nuclear facility had been hit and there was a fire. The whole world is watching, and the whole world wants this to end. What kind of discussions do you have as roommates at the University of Delaware, one being from Ukraine and one being from Russia? Are you on the same page? I mean, I can't imagine the the hurt in your heart that both of you feel.
0: Well, from uh, our perspective, I think I can speak for both of us. We're just hoping that this conflict is over, and I think we're on the same page that uh, the Western world has to kind of intervene even more even though sanctions are great i everyone is hoping for NATO to close the airspace or just provide ukraine with the self-defense air uh, missiles uh, um, weaponry that we can take down planes with so that's one of the biggest things that ukraine is missing we're fighting for the freedom of the free world at the moment but it's very hard to do so without the uh, specific weapons but other than that we're on the same page and we just want the conflict to be over
1: and so because you're of an age that you know is is kind of far from mine um, what are social media outlets or channels or places that you suggest we follow to see what is really happening on the ground do you have any suggestions in that arena
0: well um from my standpoint, I just follow a lot of telegram channels that are mostly in Ukrainian, and I get my news from there. But um, I, I'm not sure how people in America get it, and that's why we are spreading awareness, and that's why we're reaching out to the news outlets within the U.S. to just to spread the word and just to make people uh, understand how the conflict is going and what's happening in Ukraine at the moment.
1: And Vlad, being from um, Russia, are there is there anything that that you could share that would enlighten us about how the people in that country are feeling right now?
2: Uh, in the country, yeah. Uh, well, Russia is notorious for its propaganda. Uh, the propaganda machine that uh, has been perfected uh, for decades. And uh, it is sure working, maybe not necessarily in uh, more developed areas like Moscow, St. Petersburg. People go in the process there, but in more uh, rural areas in the eastern Russia, people uh, have no sources to get their information from. And uh, yeah, they believe it wholeheartedly, even the soldiers uh, who are fighting now in Ukraine. Sometimes they don't know what they're fighting for, what uh, what to expect from the people, because they've been told they've been greeted uh, they would be greeted with flowers when they go to Ukraine, and uh, when they got there, they didn't understand what's going on.
1: So um, Russian soldiers yeah. thought they would be greeted with flowers when they invaded Ukraine.
2: That 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 was the, or not that was the message uh, that oh, wow. uh, authorities told them, and they fully expected. Their mission was denazify, quote unquote, Ukraine. Hmm. Uh, yes.
1: Thank you so, both so much for sharing your stories and your insight on Chicago's afternoon news. I hope we'll be able to talk to you again, and may we all take uh, notice that you, Ukrainian and Russian, can live peacefully together. And that is our hope that is spread around the world. Thank you for joining us today.
2: Thank you for having thank us. You so much for having us.